What's going on, everybody? Coming to you live. It's another episode of the A Few Too Many podcast. It is January 24th, a Tuesday that we are recording this episode. Um, as you can tell from my voice, I'm intentionally trying to sound upbeat because this past week in Gonzagaland was maybe not the most upbeat week we've had uh, in, in, in you know our fandom, but we're here. We're ready to chop it up. Cooper is present. His Cowboys are not. We'll get to that later. Uh, Jake, what's going on? Hello, Zane and boys. It's good to be back. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen my tan through the computer, but I've been in Hawaii for a bit. Uh, feeling relaxed, feeling ready. Um, it was a good place to watch the guns, the the Bulldogs lose because, you know, it was easy to wipe it off. But um, as always, rain or shine, we're ready to talk Gonzaga Bulldogs and, and all the other sports. So I'm excited to see all your beautiful faces again. And we have all of our interns tonight. No Jay Page. Uh, I guess it was a late gym sesh for him tonight. But interns, glad to see you. What's going on, lads? Intern Coop here. And yeah, I think last week it was me, Zambi, and Paige really putting the team on our backs. Um, still feeling a little sore. Might have to break out the therapy again later. Um, but nonetheless, happy to be here. Pumped to, you know, maybe talk some Zags. <laughs> Who knows how bad that might get. But um, yeah, let's get it going. What is up, everyone? Intern Zambi here. Um God's Country, Spokane, Washington, and a big announcement here. We are bringing Zambi's salsas to market. So DM the pod and keep an eye out for oh, a collab. No free ads. No free, no free ads. ads. You have to yeah, pay us. He, he did not run that by us before, <laughs> before announcing that advertisement. He does have yeah. the sunglass emoji <laughs> on his face, though, so I'm going to allow it. And the second announcement, we have a collab with Smoking Sundays. Stay tuned. Also, also <laughs> not run by by us before. <laughs> all right, all right. Intern Dan here. What's up, everybody? Um, missed you last week. It's not the same when when I don't spend this time with you guys on a on a Tuesday evening. So uh, excited to jump back in. We got the home stretch. We got February around the corner. I think that means March is next. We'll see if we're a part of March this year. We have a lot to figure out, um, but. <laughs> We're going to learn some things in the next next couple of weeks, and hopefully we'll uh, get you through the uh, journey ahead. Now, excellent, boys. Excellent. Uh, brief overview of the show today. We're going to do some headlines, some big NBA announcement that relates to our, our Gonzaga Bulldogs. Then we're going to jump into a quick recap uh, of, well, it probably won't be very quick. It'll probably be a, a long drudge through the slush of last week's games against LMU and Pacific. We'll look forward to uh, our upcoming game, uh, Portland. Um, do we? There's a game Saturday, isn't there? I think it's a one game week. That is the game. Yeah, it is the game Saturday. Uh, oh, so there's no Thursday. So, so you know, maybe a little time for recovery for the boys, and then we'll jump into NFL playoffs. Four teams left. Very exciting. Again, Cowboys won't be there. But Cooper, why don't you lead us into the headlines? uh yeah appreciate appreciate that one zane <laughs> um yeah so to kick things off fellas um we have some zags in the nba news as no other than Rui, 
is officially taken his talents to La La Land as he was traded this past Monday, I believe, uh, for three for two, three second rounders and Kendrick Nunn, um, joining forces with LeBron and uh, AD and what could be um, a decent team. Who knows? I mean, who knows with the Lakers right now? But yeah, what are our thoughts, fellas? Um, well, for really, I think this is a really exciting move. Um, I don't know, as as someone who is our league pass aficionado, watching a lot of uh, Wizards game, there's a big uh, log jam in the in the front court for power forwards at the Wizards behind Kuzma, the like Avija, and then Kispert himself kind of plays the four occasionally. So it's good that Rui's going to the Lakers. We'll be able to watch all his games now because LeBron's going for Kareem's record. So TNT is going to have, you know, be stroking him for the next month. Um, and yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis is made out of glass. So the minutes are there. He's going to get to play with Westbrook, who he's played with before. Thomas Bryant, Troy Brown Jr. Really, the Wizards just kind of all moved to the Lakers without the Lakers realizing it. So I think it's good news for Rui. I really hope the Lakers fans don't put too much expectations on him too early. I'm a little worried about that. As a person that's from L.A., but not the, the biggest Lakers fan, uh, I'm mostly, you know, Jake already alluded to it. I'm mostly excited just to have the opportunity to watch a Gonzaga player in the NBA in a relevant, on a relevant team. Um, I know Lakers aren't the best team, but they'll always be relevant because they'll always be the Lakers. So they'll always be on TV. Um, that's exciting for me. Uh, I think, you know, terrific opportunity for Rui uh, on the court and off the court being in a, in a, you know, huge market on the West Coast. Um, I think the dude's career is absolutely going to, you know, has, has a, he has the chance to have his career just skyrocket with this move. Um, I don't, you know, I don't watch the Lakers enough to know even where he's going to fit in with this lineup. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting. No more, no more league pass or, or updates on Rui's stats from Jake. I can just, it'll be right there on ESPN for me all the time. Bummed for uh, Corey Kispert to lose to lose his uh, running mate there in Washington, but really a really cool opportunity for uh, Rui. If you tell a young Rui Hachimura while he's in Japan, hasn't even you know been at Gonzaga yet, still doesn't even hasn't even been to America. He's going to go play with LeBron James on the Los Angeles Lakers. Are you kidding me? That is uh, very cool for him. Excited for him, and I think the plan from what I've been seeing is that. Once AD gets back, if and when that the plan is going to be to start uh, really alongside AD and LeBron. And if you have a basketball team with Anthony Davis and LeBron James that plays games together, I feel like they're going to at least be in the playoffs or he's going to play some meaningful basketball. And it's going to be uh, pretty, pretty cool to see him on that stage. Who shoots a three in that lineup, though? They're all going to be dishing it out to Rui on the corner three. <laughs> and the media has been talking up his spot up three the entire this in, since the trade. And I'm like, um, yeah, I yeah, I guess he can shoot the three. Yeah, yeah, he's a spot up three shooter. Well, of course. Are are you guys not worried about that? I'm worried about that. As someone who recently played 2K and had Rui on his uh blacktop team trying to shoot threes, uh, he's not good at he's not good at it in that game. 
So I, I, I wouldn't be relying on the three. Um, one thing to note, kind of a fun, a fun little fact here is that on, on uh, Twitter today uh, at Theo Lawson, you know, Gonzaga, Gonzaga Twitter account uh, tweeted out that apparently in Sabonis's view, Rui sort of talked this whole situation uh, into an, into ex- gosh, into existence during the Gonzaga tourney run where they lost i think they lost to florida state at the staple at the staple center if i recall but according to sabonis he heard Rui say during that game quote unquote he was like yeah i'm home this is my city talking about the staple center in la so fun little factoid sounds like something Rui would say (laughs) interesting timeline there given that sabonis and i don't think sabonis and Rui actually were on the same team together were they they weren't, but I think he kind no. of mentored him after, is what huh. it sounded like. Yeah. But well, yeah, I mean, very cool. You just think about like his his platform in LA, and he's the first Japanese born player um, to ever play in the Lakers. That's cool. And uh, go uh, go, kind of resurrect your career a little bit. Washington kind of forgot about him. His contract's up, right, Jake? So I think the Lakers are looking to extend him, sign him to a long term, not long term, I don't know, but right, extend him. Year. Give 15 million. Yeah. Remember, he's a lottery pick. Also, suck at Cam Reddish, who uh, the Lakers were also considering, but they said Rui was better. So just remember. Is Rui, is Rui going to be on TV in 10 minutes on TNT? No, he's he's supposed to play tomorrow, though. Oh, he's okay. getting his physical today. Yeah. So if you're listening to this episode Wednesday, then check out Rui against the Spurs tomorrow. Uh, on NBA League Pass, because that game will not be nationally televised. <laughs> <laughs> what? LeBron's only like 20 points away from, or not, like 200 points away, I think. So they're going to just air his game nonstop. <laughs> uh, yeah, exciting news for Rui. Uh, it'll be fun to see him in the Lakers uniform. Um, but moving on to some more zags in the NBA, we have no other than Sabonis lighting it up uh lighting the beam i think is what they say in sack town um as he is averaging 18.7 points a game 12.5 rebounds 7.4 assists and is currently on a 23 straight double double and is this if i'm saying this correctly uh six straight triple doubles is that right Jay? not six triple doubles for the season that but three triple doubles in his last five games so AKA the over on points, rebounds, and assists is probably a cash oh, cow God. for Jakey Poo. I'm sitting pretty. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just awesome because I mean Sabonis what has made two all-star games before, but I think one of them he was like a sub, and the other who's like the last man in, he'll be an all-star starter in the West, which is crazy. It should be Jokic, LeBron, and Sabonis in the front court. And I mean <laughs> That is dude, that no way. wild. Who no who way. above him? Tell me who the, isn't it voted by the fans? That's a small portion five? of it. You don't get to um they they'll come out with their lines, you know what I mean? Hmm. If the fans gotta choose, then like nobody except a Laker will be on it. You they put in Austin Reeves and be happy about it. Isn't like Derrick Rose one of the higher higher vote getters? Is Derrick Rose even play anymore? <laughs> I think he's still on the Knicks, which would explain why he's still getting all these votes. But just awesome to see Sabonis 
just absolutely proving everyone wrong who said the Halliburton trade was the stupidest trade the Kings ever did. Um, Kings just extended their GM. They clearly like Sabonis, uh, new coach. Kings are in third in the West, and um, I hope Ben Pock's listening because this is the most Kings talk we've ever done. So light the beam, baby. Light the beam. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that <laughs> lives and dies with Jake as far as the bonus talks to this. <laughs> um, but love to see him lining it up uh, in all things stats. Um, don't know if he's all-star starter caliber, but he'll definitely be an all-star. Who, who is better besides Jokic at the center position in the West? Can someone tell me that? How many centers are there in a lineup, dude? Well, you play three. <laughs> you have – you. He, he, he'd play like the four, I guess, in the lineup. But like, I mean, wouldn't I would assume Zion would be an all star? Zion is like out every other game, stuffing his face with beignets. No, I think he's oh, out two weeks whoa. right now, right? Jake, we don't fat shame. We don't fat shame on this podcast. The only other one you could like, Zion always injured. Anthony Davis was doing great, but I think he's missed over half the games. Lori Markinen, I could that is the only argument I could see, which is a weird argument to take. But well, Zane, to your point, I don't think we're fat shaming, we're promoting a healthy lifestyle because it is wedding season. Looking at the people on the pod right now, about 40% have a wedding coming up this year. So gotta be in the gym. True. Yes. Yeah, so if Zion wants to come to our wedding, he needs to. <laughs> He needs to get in better shape. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Jake, try to put your Saboner away. Um, moving on to, you know, our real Zags. Um, the latest AP poll came out, and the Zags are currently sitting at 14th after uh, we're not going to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, boys, what are our thoughts on this latest ranking? We'd probably be fucking three if we could have beat LMU. That would have been fucking cool. Tennessee's at four, and they've had lost three times. But, yeah, 14. That's probably higher than we deserve. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I disagree. I don't think it's higher than we deserve. If you look at the rankings, we're kind of in a cluster of four lost teams right now that I, I think have all had weird losses, but a lot of them have had really good wins. I mean, we're right there with TCU, Iowa State, and Xavier. Um, I think we're better than Xavier. I think it's weird that we have four losses and are behind them uh, despite beating them. Um, but, I mean, it's wild that that one loss took us from, like, a projected, like, potential one seed to uh, at 14, you know, you're – you're now dipping into, you know, three, four seed territory. Uh, I, I do think um, the one seed is completely out of the question now with this ranking. Like it, there is, there's simply no way. It is completely and utterly impossible now. Um, we got a claw for a two seed, I think. Um, but it's more likely, you know, let's let's just be a three seed so we don't have to play a one seed uh, that early. Um, that's kind of my takeaway from the rankings. I think 14 feels right. Um, it's just such a clusterfuck in college basketball this year. I mean, the weird loss, and I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm looking at our, our rubric right now. That's the next point. So 
I'll save it. Yeah, no, I think uh, we're lucky to be where we're at. Uh, just looking at the the rankings that came out on Monday, the only other uh, four loss teams that are behind us in the top 25, it's St. Mary's and Clemson. And I don't know. Grand yes, a loss to LMU definitely deters kind of our resume a little bit, but there's a lot of four loss teams <clears throat> that are in front of us. For instance, Xavier, we beat. Iowa State, and I think TCU is pretty freaking good, so we won't include them. But, um, yeah, it's just weird territory for Zags fans, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it's uh, – honestly, I I wouldn't have been surprised if we were closer to, like, the 16-17 just after that loss. But then if you look at, you know, metrics and things like that, I think LMU was was a top 100 team. I don't know what that really means. Um, I, I do know yes. that they are a better loss than Houston losing to Temple, which is interesting that we lose to LMU on Thursday and then Houston drops to a uh, Temple, which I think we're about to talk about. So maybe that's just a good little uh, transition and segue into that, unless anyone else has anything to talk about within our rankings. But we've talked about it all year. It's just, it's, it, it, it's a weird year. There's not a lot of drop off. Like, if you were to say, okay, we're a four seed and our one seed in our region is Alabama and we rematch with Alabama, like, can we beat them again? Absolutely, we could. So I don't know, like, the the seeding to me almost isn't as big as it maybe it's been in, in, in years past, but um, obviously you want to have the best path possible, so. One thing interesting to note is like we've fallen just about as far as any team this year based on one loss. We fell eight slots from just the LMU slot loss. Meanwhile, Kansas lost twice and fell seven. I mean, that's the closest to us, but I mean, it was, they punished us. Like we, we got punished for that loss. And I think, you know, if I don't think it's, inappropriate i think maybe there was some consideration given into like the build-up to this game and, and recent games being extremely close so that's that's my final my final take on it i think it's just yeah. oh sorry Coop. no i think what zane just said about you know the voters taking it to account that we've kind of just really it's come down to a wire with like what four of our last five I think that's definitely been taken into consideration. And this was just kind of straw that broke the camel's back. But um, Jake, did you have something you want to say for moving on? No, I was just saying that, I mean, Kansas has lost three in a row, um, but they lose to hard teams. Like, you just can't lose to LMU at home. Like, I mean, it, they're not a terrible team. They're a top 100 Ken Bomb team. But it's at the kennel, like the student section was there. There was literally just no excuse. And um, I mean, luckily, there's no dominant team in the NCAA this year besides maybe Purdue. Um, so, I mean, I think we still have a, a fucking chance just because if we decide to play defense. We could win games. We just don't, which is very, 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 very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll dive into the uh, LMU game here in a bit. But as um, Zane and Dan mentioned, uh, and everyone for that matter, 
Kansas, three-game losing streak. Uh, they were, I think, what, as high as two at one point. And now that's probably fringe top ten. Uh, we have Houston, of course, losing the Temple over the weekend. And we now have five mid-major programs in the top 25. Can so, anyone name those five? Uh, turn off your computers. I will, I will sit out because I at least saw three of them. I know. Are we included in this mid-major? You, we are included. So it's. I know it's us, College of Charleston, and St. Mary's. I love how you knew Charleston. That was your good. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's Mexico. correct. New Mexico is four. Who can get they the fifth? Yesterday. Ooh, the fifth. What was region of the country? Yeah, give me a hint. Um, the southeast. Oh, give me a pro that's come from there. I have no <laughs> fucking idea. Dan, and your hint is they're the Panthers. The Panthers. FAU. Get a conference. FIU. Oh, FAU. FAU. Some people might call them the Hooters. Owls. I saw that. I saw that. I swear I didn't look at my computer. I saw that this weekend, and I had no fucking clue how that team stuck in there. Are they undefeated? It, what have they done? I'll check. They're the Florida Atlantic Owls for no, the No, they are the Owls. I totally thought they were the Panthers. Um, I think they have one loss. They have one loss to Mississippi. They beat Florida, and they beat North Texas. I don't know why North Texas is an A win, but, <laughs> I mean, they've only lost one. I think they deserve it if they've they beat in a Power 5 school, too. Ugh, their schedule is miserable to look at. I. Uh, uh, and let's not throw stones here. Um, <laughs> Fair. Undefeated in conference play. True. Can Maybe name, Seattle U will sneak in there too. Can you name FAU's conference? Sunbelt? I just looked at it. American conference? Is it nope. uh, is it SWAC? Nope. Tendo Sun? I want to say, nope, that's wrong. It's the Conference USA. Ooh. Oh, I just forget yeah. about the Conference USA. Maybe Dan would have got it right if his microphone was not on mute, but we'll never know. That's the laziest named conference ever. What are you going to name your USA? What? Like, that's just, no, that's not the point of a conference name. Kind of get it to your region. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that on mute this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty nice. Oh, what was the last thing you guys heard from me? Your guesses on whether who was in the top 25. The hmm. yeah. Oh, I've just been I've just been sitting here talking. All right. Carry on. I got one last thing to add. Um, Arizona UCLA game was absolute garbage this weekend. Uh the one of the worst first halves of basketball I've ever seen. Uh, the only thing that saved that game was Arizona actively trying to lose at the end. That way, I think they formed a deal with UCLA where they were like, oh, let's keep it close. And that way, neither of us drop really far because UCLA got just a little slap on the freaking wrist after that game, dropping from what, five to eight. I mean, they look like garbage. I think I think the Zags could very well take it to UCLA. And you guys know how I feel about the Zags right now. Honestly, I think we live in UCLA's head. We we've won what the last like three ever since the Morrison game, mm. like we've kind of came at them pretty well. To, to piggyback off that thought, 
Um, do we want a round table? Does everyone bias aside? Everyone give their top five West Coast teams right now. Five, five is hard. Maybe top. Maybe how maybe about three? One, three. One, yeah, two, three. I'm one, three. three. Yeah. I mean, then what? it's just. I feel like it's all right. Well, <laughs> well, you have to put them in. You have to put them in order, Cooper. All right. Go, all right. Lead off, Zane. Uh, I mean, it's. I think it's pretty simple. It's <laughs> Arizona is one. Um. Although I, I think Arizona whoops us because of their bigs. I don't like our chances in that game at all. I think they can be inconsistent, but I mean, they just beat UCLA. So I'm not gonna put them ahead of UCLA and we just lost to LMU. Um, man, I really think, I think we can beat UCLA. I, maybe there is a bias there, but I put us ahead of UCLA and I, I, I just fucking hate UCLA. So I'm going to go exactly with Zane's, except I'm going us one. I have no faith in Arizona, quite honestly. Anytime it's crunch time, like Kerr, Chris, such as I, I don't know if I'm just, I don't know why I just think he's a bad basketball player. I really don't have a lot of insight on it. I just don't, don't get the vibes, bad vibes. So I'm going us, Arizona, UCLA. Daniel son. I'll, I'll just give the slight nod to Arizona. I think. Arizona, us, UCLA. Um, I was saying it in our group chat that I would love to see Ballo having to guard Timmy, but I would not love to see Timmy guarding Ballo or Tabellis. So um, if we were to play them, we'd have to get those big guys in foul trouble, which I think we're absolutely capable of doing. Oh, give uh, me the hope... Ben Gregg Ballo matchup. Oh. Ooh, that would be fun. Ooh. Has but UCLA think... beat a ranked opponent yet? ASU. Are they ranked? they ranked last week? Um, no Devils. They have not. No current. Oh, Baylor. Did they? No, they did they play Baylor? I think they lost. They Baylor. beat Maryland. Lost they beat to, lost Kentucky. Yeah, they have, they have not. They have Arizona not beaten State. a current a current ranked opponent. I mean, UCLA is the top of the fraud list right now. It's Kentucky. Kentucky still not ranked, right? Hell no. I don't think so, but they'll probably try to make them ranked again. I will say, credit to UCLA, they take care of business against shitty teams. More than I can say about... I would love for us to have that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, Zamblin, what is your top three? Um, I'm gonna go with Jake here. I think we can handle U of A. Second, it'll be Northern Mexico, also known as U of A. And third, I'm going with the Chieftains of Seattle University. I love it. Shout out Chieftains, <laughs> undefeated in conference play as well. Also known no as the Red Hawks. Oh, they are the Red Hawks now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll I'll close this out. Yeah, I think just really it's I mean I I said bias aside, but recent turn of events, I'll just give the nod to Arizona at one, put us two, and then wild card pick. I'll I'll give the Gales that three spot. I think you know they're playing good basketball right now, and so 
I totally forgot about the Gales, honestly. But yeah, I would. But honestly, I could see Gales being the best in the West. Sadly, this <laughs> like it's. Uh, I hate. To, uh, but they're they're like UCLA. When they beat a team, they fucking beat a team. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the Gales lost to Washington. They this they year. have terrible losses, which is. But I'm not saying that. I'm saying every when, WCC team by fucking twenty points, and we can barely exactly muster up a one point win. So, has anyone actually watched the St. Mary's Gales play, oh, play yeah, basketball game this year? Painful. I watched the UW game, so it was pretty enjoyable. But are they are they still playing that like slow oh, pace? It's like Virginia with no talent. <laughs> yeah, give me give me any other team over them because they're still the same old bullshit that would not be like a ucla or an arizona but it's gonna work so well against us it's gonna work so well against us (laughs) first round loss they might steal one from us fuck they might even steal both from us this year they will lose in the first round of the ncaa tournament no doubt (laughs) i really don't care what happens with them in the regular season as long as we beat them in vegas and win the wcc title because I can't stand those guys. I would like to beat them in the regular season too. <laughs> but if what would you rather have? Would you rather sweep them in the regular season and lose in the WCC title game? Hey, I think honestly, yes. we used to just beat them three times in a row. Yeah, Let's just do that. Remember those when we'd win by like nineteen? Remember when oh, we'd yeah. be up, like we'd be up like a thirty piece, and Randy Bennett would just be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we'd throw in Rui Hachimura as our twelfth guy? And say go I remember. dunk. I remember. I remember. Hey, you guys, it kind of sounds like Dan's expecting a loss. Are you trying to speak it into existence, Dan? No, absolutely not. Uh-oh. I'm just what I'm what I'm getting at is that like, yes, the regular season is going to be important, but I'm I'm gonna care way more about what happens in Vegas and going into the tournament on the right note. And I'm not gonna freak out if we've lost to St. Mary's in the regular season. Oh, I'm gonna right. freak out, but I respect it. I respect it, Dan. All right, hot take here. Dan, Uh-oh. are you willing to bet 20 bucks that the Zags do not win all three games against the Gales? No, that would be a ridiculous bet for me to make. Good, good. Okay, well, before we get uh, too carried away, we'll uh, we'll have some more Zag and WCC basketball talk in a bit, but that concludes this week's headlines, fellas. Dan, take us to Zagland. Oh, all right. I forgot that this was my my lovely um, privilege today. Uh, well, we've talked about it a lot already, but we had quite an interesting, probably surprising, maybe not that surprising week based on how we've been playing. But we got to start with the end of some big time streaks as we drop our game to LMU 68-67. In the kennel, snapped a 76-game home win streak, 100-game win streak against non-quad one opponents. I think we had beat LMU 25 straight times. LMU had not beaten Gonzaga in Spokane since before any of us were born. Uh, so <laughs> that is pretty wild. Um, I said as, do you, Dan, as, do you know the last time LMU beat a top 10 team? USC. 1961, baby. Fight on. Oh my God. So that, oh my so that God. is just that is just assault on the Inserpi and Izzy Gary families there. Um, get out of here, <laughs> LMU. But as a son of two LMU Lions, I 
I didn't want to touch this game. I was a little, little nervy, a little bit. I know LMU had been frisky, but I did not see this happening. So I don't know where we want to start here. Um, luckily, it's we've had some time to kind of reflect on it, decompress, realize shit happens. Um, but who wants to who wants to lead this off? Um, well, I think, you know, I personally did not get a chance to watch this game. So whoever did have to watch this I fucking sort of a game should lead us off and tell us what really went down. Well, Jake, I got to watch this. Oh. Go ahead, Dan. Um, what I saw was just a flat performance at home against a team that really, really, really wanted to beat us. And we just kind of thought that we'd roll out of bed and just beat up on the WCC because that's what we've done for years. And that's clearly not what's happening this year. Um, Mark Fuse been preaching it that the league is better one that our team is not as good as it has been and that every single game is going to be a fight and I don't know if this team has really picked up on that yet because they've been in fights for every game except for Portland and Pepperdine um so shout out to those two teams for just being really really bad that we could just really stick it to them um but I mean like it's the same stuff that we've been seeing inability to rebound I think we got we, we lost on the rebounding battle, not as bad as we did at USF, but like at least what, like minus 38 to 29, 38-29. All right, minus nine, but it was just like effort stuff and bad defense and bad shot <clears throat> selection and no rhythm. And then all of a sudden we want to start making shots to close the game. But really where we lost this game, I think, was just the 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 defense down the stretch. And we got to figure out a plan for uh, Mr. Timmy there, because if teams are just going to put him in ball screens, they're going to absolutely murder him and he's going to have to come off the court, which is not what we want. Um, so that's kind of what I saw. There were just a lot of little things that added up. Like LMU had that buzzer beating three that they banked in at the end of the first half that I think gave them some momentum. They had some offensive rebounds and scores and we have defensive breakdowns and um, just, you know, you, you can't do that against teams that, that have a little bit of talent, have some experience, and you got to also tip your cap to Cam Shelton because that dude played a hell of a game, put LMU on his back, and, um, you know, they had kind of a – not I don't want to say it's like a program-changing win, but a big-time, big-time win for 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 Stan Johnson and those guys at LMU. Yeah, I, I think for me what is most frustrating about this loss as well as some of our other poor performances – this season uh, specifically in conference play have been just like making errors and, and, and not doing little things that are extremely fixable to overcome and, and that make all the difference in the world. Um, Dan mentioned, you know, the rebounding, like just box out and hustle. Like that is something you can literally fix it mid game or just at any time, it just comes down to whether you are enthusiastic about playing basketball, whether you want to be there and whether you're hungrier than the other guy to win. Um, and then the other thing like free throws, dude, like why are we so goddamn bad at free throws this year? I feel like in the past we've, um, you know, sort of griped about free throws when we're shooting like 70%. Boys, we were 15 for 23 from the line in this game. We left eight points sitting out there in a, in a one-point loss. 
just from free throws alone. And truth be told, that's like a lot on Timmy. A lot of the free throws are on seven Timmy. of twelve I'm, for him. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and you know say other guys don't miss. I mean, I've seen Anton Watson miss a shit ton. He's basically you know fifty percent is good for either of those guys when they go to the line, and that's just like totally totally inexcusable for a player who is touted to be like like not just the face of Gonzaga basketball and one of our all-time leading scorers but but like the face of college basketball at the beginning of this year so you know uh, it, it is baffling to me that 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 is happening uh, I don't feel like Timmy was a bad free throw shooter prior to this year I don't think he was anything to go crying home about but fuck man these if 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 he just makes you know 75 percent, all of these one point games that we've had are like seven point wins eight point wins and it's it's and this is this we don't lose to lmu it's just like just that one thing is is so freaking huge and it's so frustrating quick thing on that free throw topic too is that it was Strother that had the other three misses. Strother was horrible at the line. And a lot of those, both Tibby and Strother, were front ends of one of, of, of one and ones that essentially just kind of turn into turnovers when you when you miss that free throw. And then depending on the long rebound, like you could have a fast break going the other way. So um even going down the stretch, like Tibby had a chance to to ice, not not ice the game at the line, but at least go up two where they they have to hit a three to beat you, bricks the you know, front end of the or the the first of of two free throws and then just yeah i mean the free throw thing isn't going to change uh, so i don't know what we can do about that like he's not listening just going to become a great free throw shooter we got to hope that he can make some big ones when he needs to i feel like there's been games where he's been able to do that like alabama stands out to me as a game where where he made some pressure free throws to to really kind of put that game away um but yeah the the free throws and the rebounding you can't do that against good not even good teams but decent teams yeah, no, I was, I was fortunate enough to not watch this game. I was at a cooking class, but I was keeping up when I could, just checking the score, but I was just kind of like, what the hell? I ended up catching the last minute, 20 seconds probably. And <clears throat> I think if you're Timmy, you got to hit those free throws. You got to be clutch. Like, don't give them that window. But kind of going back to what Dan said about our free throws is, I mean, historically, I feel like Mark Few's teams haven't been good at free throws. Does anyone like how do we fix this? Like it's just an ongoing problem, in my opinion. I also I also think you notice the misses a lot more than the makes, and they stand out a lot. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I I don't I don't know why this has always felt like a theme. Like I I literally never feel good when we go to the free throw line unless it's Bolton or Hickman. We probably also notice it more now because like last two years we're up by 19 so unless you bet the spread you don't really notice um which we normally did so we did kind of notice but uh <laughs> yeah this year like timmy's free throw percentage has gone from 69 percent his sophomore year nice 62 exactly <laughs> pretty good 65 percent is senior or junior year to 59 percent this year oh just you uh, like, and he know he he's probably the first one to say it. Like, he needs to make at least a sixty five percent of his th- free throws. Yeah, I mean, it's really saying something. If fucking Ball is a better free throw shooter than Timmy, <laughs> hey, Ball is finally out of the oven. 
<laughs> oh, Bolo, Bolo is sitting in the tray waiting to be eaten. I mean, he that it, cookie is looking all sorts of delicious right now. <laughs> um, I guess just yeah, getting back into the Zags. I mean, I think just the the biggest thing I've noticed with the team and really looking at this like last like five game sample size is that I don't know. I just feel like we lack a huge sense of urgency and we're never the aggressor in these games, That it's always the team taking it to us. And it's kind of us to kind of chip away and fight back. When in years past, we kind of jump out to like a fast 20 to five, 20 to 10 start. And it's really just building off of that. So, I, I mean, do you guys feel the same way or am I kind of the only one in that regard? hundred percent, hundred percent. What's actually interesting LMU game was the opposite. We were kind of in control for the first quarter of that game. So much so we're like, I think I went to like take a shower or something during the middle of that first half, came back and was shocked to see that all of a sudden it was a one-point game going into halftime. But um, I, I, I don't know if it's complacency, Cooper. I don't know if it's like, you're bored playing these teams um regardless like i mean you you just cannot take your foot off the gas pedal um and you have to play with urgency i'm so i'm so sick of hearing like announcers talking about how gonzaga comes out flat i mean that's all sean farnham could say during you know the usf game earlier this year and i think it's all dick out could say during the lmu game i mean it's just like it's 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 frustrating to watch as a fan because we have better players when we know our players are better. And when they come out with no energy, there's there, it's just like, it's not fun to watch. But guys, I think hands up listening to this pod. Um, are we complacent? Because it sounds like besides Dan, no one watched this game. Like Zane watched some of it. I didn't watch it. Uh, it sounds like Cooper, you weren't able to Zambi, you weren't able to um do we need to be better do we need to look inward you know we need to meet them halfway if they're they're going to put out the effort we got to put in the effort to to find those streams maybe we do have accountability issues i don't know (laughs) so um no no fuck this when we were in school and lmu was on we were there at halftime and we left or, or we didn't even go at all this is a game that we shouldn't have to come together and unite as a fandom to support our mighty Zags fighting the roaring LMU Lions. Absolutely fucking not. If this is if San Francisco, St. Mary's, BYU, sure, fuck, I'll even throw in Santa Clara, but LMU, no way, no way. <laughs> okay, Zane throwing off all responsibility, but uh, I'm going to recommit. That's what I'm doing. You know, I'm not giving up on the Zags. I think one thing just on this game too, to that is is alarming is LMU had a seven foot big man that just throwing that length that drew caused some problems. Um, Zane has, has, has talked about this before too. Um, This guy was a totally different kind of player though. He's much more like athletic and little, little leaner built as opposed to Zane's Eastern European friends on uh, USF. Um, So a team that has those kind of players that can match up like that and cause problems. um, That's going to be tough. I don't like Drew is not comfortable in that setting clearly. And I think him being in that setting, not comfortable, not getting his usual buckets, 
also plays into us not being able to get out to a big lead early. So um, I think, I think there was that. And then the other thing, Julian Strother, man, like really, really disappointing. I think he was what one for seven from the field. One of eight. Um, like a, one of eight. He, what, what was he at the free throw line? Three for six. Uh, yeah. 50%. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like we need you to, to, to step up and be that guy that we all anticipated that he, that he could be and still believe he can, but like a game like that, when you put up that stat line, when your team needs you and we lose by one, um, that's tough. So need more from, from him. Um, and you know, like, I guess we have this here on the run now, like, what, is this a push the panic button? Um, is this a shit happens? We were bound to finally lose one. Like, I guess, where are we at? Zambi, I, I know you, you've got your hand up there nicely with your mustache. So um, <laughs> I don't know if, if, if you're going to go into this, but I'll, I'll uh, let you jump in here. Yeah, no. Um, I think one thing, so Jake mentioned like coming coming together, but um, hand up. I do still have Yik Yak on my phone and there were kids... <laughs> Or excuse wow. me, there's there's students uh on Yik Yak, like, hey, like who has a ticket to the game, like willing to pay. So it's not like it wasn't a full student section. Like, yes, when we, we when we went to Gonzaga, there were games that just weren't full with the student section. So it was there. And um <clears throat> so yeah, I think they just kind of underperformed. Um, do I think the panic button is pushed? No, but I do think some other buttons were pushed by drew timmy zane do you have the audio uh i do do we want to play it now or do he said it after the pacific game what what do you Uh, fellows want we We introduce it now all right all right it's coming up now i i thought we're on the panic button topic but here it comes jumping around here You know, it's, it happens. We've been in this position before. We've lost games, and uh, we know. We don't need to say nothing. Um, I will say uh, it's nice checking the receipts of uh, Twitter about all the sags people that want to talk about us. We lose and stuff. Uh, it's duly noted. And, um, you know, the real ones out there, we appreciate you. The ones that want to love us when we're up and just kick us while we're down, you know, uh, screw off, honestly. So uh, that's kind of the mindset that uh, we have just because, you know, we're not – we're not, we're not a typical Zags team. We're a different team. We're young. We're, we got a lot more. We got to be better at more locked in and everything. So, uh, you know, I just got to ride the wave with this. Thoughts, fellas? Uh, why Why did you say we're young? The starting lineup has Rasir Bolden, who's a senior, right? Timmy, who's a senior. Watson, who's a senior. Hickman's a sophomore. And then... Who who am I missing here? Salas. Oh, Strother, who's a junior. Yeah. So we have three seniors, a junior, and a sophomore. It's a pretty old team. Yeah, I typically typically, together, but I mean, not really though. I don't. I don't know how. The last look at the last two years, we were led by like you know, true freshman, essentially. I don't know. I typically, you know, ride with, with Timmy. I mean, uh, 
look, we're all Gonzaga fans on this show. We love Gonzaga basketball, and that's why we hop on here uh, once a week to talk about Gonzaga when we have many other things we could be doing with our with our you know Tuesday nights. But we love talking sports. We love talking about this team, even when they're down. Um, I I don't ride with Timmy whatsoever on this comment. I think it's I think it's a weird and you know Dan brought up the point. Maybe he's not talking about like Gonzaga fans, but maybe you know the media on a larger scale. But that's not what he said. He said the Gonzaga, I mean, the Zag people, talking about this team. Um, I think it's weird. Like, what do you expect from fans when you lose? Like, are we going to come give you a hug and coddle you every time, you know, you blow the longest home winning streak in the country? No, we're going to be bummed. We're going to be sad. We're going to be frustrated, especially when it's, you know, effort, effort related. Um, You know, things happen, teams lose. I think we all recognize that. We're probably pretty spoiled as a fan base that's used to winning a lot. So that's, that's, you know, certainly an aspect to all this, but I think it's weird to call out the Zag people that love you when you're up and kick you while you're down. Um, I think that's like a pretty unfair characteristic of what's going on. Um, There are certainly people that are doing that, but I would not say like, I think like 90% of Zag fans are probably just like frustrated right now. And And one of the like bigger reactions that I've seen from this are a lot of people that are like kind of defending themselves out there saying like, Oh, for, for the rest of the season, you know, I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm just going to enjoy the team that we have. I'm going to enjoy what we're seeing from Drew Timmy and whatever happens uh, from there is just icing on the cake. That is such a fucking loser mentality to me to just like, Oh, oh, I don't care. You know, let's just, let's just go for the record, you know, winning a championship. That's just, you know, that'd be cool, but this isn't our year. I just hate that. And that would be way more offensive to me as a player than backing on me for shooting 50% from the free throw line. Been, been bottling that up for, for a little while now. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice little vent there, Zane. Yeah, no, I think, uh, one of the biggest things here is there's kind of an expectation of Gonzaga basketball. And personally speaking, growing up in Spokane, being a resident here now, this team really hasn't lived up to those expectations. Yeah, they're playing hard. I'm still going to support the Zags. But I think criticism is warranted based on what we've seen this year. And uh, what's the right word to say here? I'm not calling Timmy soft skinned, but like you got a player in your position, you got to be able to take that criticism on the chin. And it's like, you don't like hearing it, then Hey, figure out how to fix it. Make some free throws. Worry about that more than your podcast. I know that's kind of oh, rash. Oh, we knew it was going to come. We knew the podcast I know. was going to come. I know. <laughs> well, he, I'll tell you what, he's not coming on our show anytime soon now. <laughs> We're probably blacklisted. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, no, still, still all love for the Zags. We got to figure it out. But I think coming out the fan base, that I mean, who knows how Drew feels about his comments now? But I, there might be a little bit of remorse. But I just, I was saying, I don't agree with what he said. Yeah, yeah, um, it's just like emotional reaction to things. You know, coming off the game. They had a hard-fought win over Pacific, and whatever motivates them, it's going to motivate them. But Xavier, I think what really both what both you and Zane said just about like 
criticism being warranted, expectations being high, that it is an insult. If all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, cool. What maybe, maybe, maybe we'll make the tournament this year. And all of a sudden that we're going to be happy with that. Um, obviously there's some great things to just continue to appreciate. Like we got to enjoy having Drew Timmy in his ag uniform because it's been so awesome. But at the end of the day, like this team still has everything that they set out to accomplish and things that are going to define them are, are still like in the, in the future. Like no one's going to, no one's going to remember a lost LMU um, if, you know, they can, they can kind of find it, get hot at the right time and see what happens come March. So um, I think it's kind of like a, just in the moment kind of thing, not really the greatest like emotional intelligence maybe in that, in that spot. But um, I mean, anyone that cares about this program is going to have similar, uh, you know, sentiments and also be, be critical because the expectations are high. Everyone's here to, you know, see us get over the hump, win a national championship. And this team is capable. I, we still firmly believe it. So yeah, it's, it is when it's the effort and it's a bad start. It's not just being a make or miss thing or, Oh, some guy made a great shot over us and a buzzer beater we lost and we're killing the team. Like there are things that look like can be fixed and it just hasn't, hasn't happened yet. So I, I think all the criticism is uh, totally warranted and um, you know, we're, we are a spoiled fan base, no doubt about it, but uh, that's, you know, that's not going to change. So. Who's next? Speak up, cowards. I'll jump to the panic button just because I feel <laughs> like we've, yeah, I, I mean, think unless Coop, do you have something on it? Um, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I think my, my biggest thing with, um, this remark from Timmy is, you know, if this had come after a loss to, if we had a home loss like St. Mary's or BYU or I don't know, someone of the upper echelon in the WCC, then sure, you know, that, that, that shit happens. And every, every streak, you know, has to come to an end at some point, but this loss came the fucking LMU. And I'm sorry, I just can't, you know, the, the comments are warranted uh, in my mind. So, um and yeah it just kind of felt like a a lash out in a sense from timmy that oh like when he should have we he should have owned up i feel like every great sports athlete you know will acknowledge a bad loss and i don't think he really did when these comments came out so um yeah i don't know a little cause for concern there kind of you know i would expect more maturity from timmy i thought he said yeah we fucked up we should have kicked LMU's ass and that didn't, didn't really feel like that. So I don't know. It's, it's a little concerning, but I, I like Dan's point that I think it was just kind of caught in the moment and hopefully, you know, he kind of learns from it and we were a lot better moving forward. Also semi-awkward that it came after a close like loss or close win against Pacific. Granted, Drew Timmy absolutely balled out in that game, but you know, maybe, maybe if you just dominate Pacific win by 50, you know, you can feel better about yourself, but you barely beat Pacific by nine. Should we jump to the Pacific game? <laughs> Let's uh, do it. Sure. Seems like a good segue. So I can get back control of the segment here. Uh so yes, we do bounce back um on saturday in beautiful beautiful stockton california 
I hate watching basketball games in that arena. That that court sucks. There's so many lines. The there's the tiger stripes. Oh god, that place looks horrible. Um, but we did beat Pacific 99-90. Uh, defense optional and defense non-existent in this game. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more. But huge, huge game from Timmy and Watson. Exactly, I think what what we all wanted to see coming off of that game against LMU. Drew Timmy, a new career high, 38 points. Uh, he'd have 40 plus if he could make free throws. Um, yeah, anyone want to guess his free throw percentage in that game? All right, I just looked at it. <laughs> Is it over under 50%? Oh, it's under. <laughs> guess over under 40, Coop. Guess. Under 40%. It's 36%. He's oh. four for 11. <laughs> If he had oh, shot 75%, yeah. he would have had, what, 41 points, I guess. Wow. So, I mean, I it's it's baffling. Like, he, <laughs> he can shoot a range, a mid-range. Like, he's a good mid-range shooter. Like, I don't I don't understand. That's, that, that is rough. But, yeah, n- new career high, 38 points. Anton Watson, 16 points, 13 boards. Uh, just watching that game. Anton Watson's energy on the offensive glass was um, great to see and his energy on the defensive glass. Like he just really took it upon himself to, to kind of fix the uh, rebounding problem. And then Timmy just 10 from free throws. There we go. And Timmy, I, I I watched this game back last night because I was, in good old Leavenworth, Washington, on <laughs> only on Saturday, can watch a Pacific game twice. <laughs> no, 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 no. I watched it once. I watched it once. I was I was gone on Saturday, so I didn't watch the game. Recorded oh. it. Watched it last night, and I just could not figure out what the hell Pacific's defensive plan was to just let Timmy go one on one and just get the easiest looks of all time. So shout out to that coach. Really great job on um, you know that. Uh, that that strategy there because that was ridiculous so uh defense was horrible though i mean really really bad collectively guards getting beat off the dribble we're just losing on one-on-one like pacific has some guys that transferred from somewhat notable d1 schools so maybe there's just some better talent uh and then the thing that really pissed me off was leaving that freaking sharpshooter wide open in the corner a couple of times and he's buries threes on us and it's a close game so um didn't come away overly impressed watching that game last night i will say that following the group text a little bit on saturday it did appear as if the sky was falling and that i was going to walk into a shit storm watching this game wasn't quite as bad as i thought it was going to be but still not great it was bad in the first well, half it was bad I- in the first half not only was it bad in the first half, it was also, I think there was, again, an expectation of a bounce back game following LMU. That is not what we got at all. So I think that's, I think that's where the, the panic and also we're in a very emotional group chat during these games. One missed layup and it's like cut the kid from the team. We, but we, we bounce back as the game goes along uh, and no one gets more excited than us in the group chat either. All it takes is one Anton Watson free or uh, three pointer, and suddenly we feel like we're watching Steph Curry out there. So it goes both ways in the group chat, Dan. That's true. That's true. Just like Zane. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I think um, 
you you bring up the defensive woes, Dan. I think that's kind of where I'm pressing the panic button. And this kind of jumps back to my point about like being the aggressor. Um, because I feel like in years past, you know, good defense has turned into our transition offense. And that's where we've just blown teams out is when we, when we're able to get out on the break and just get easy looks. And it's like really hard for us to do this year because teams actually make buckets and we're having to play in the half court. So I don't know if it's just we needed to lock up. And it feels like all these teams are hitting 10 plus threes each game. So our perimeter defense, whoever's running that shit, needs to figure their crap out because that's that shit's like not going to fly. I completely agree with you, Coop. Because it's crazy. We still have the third highest ranked offense in Ken Palm with the 90th ranked defense. And like you said, Coop, I think we'd have the number one ranked offense if we were getting those easy transitions like we normally do, you know, off a missed bucket. You you know, there's no team in the country, I'd say, over the last five years is better in transition than we are. Uh, But we just don't have transition because we can't get a stop. We can't control the flow. One stat that concerns me is that we're very low in uh, the amount of, um points off assists our opponents have it's like oh it's like 45 percent of their buckets which is just showing us we're not stopping any offensive flow they're getting to their sets they're getting to you know the plays they want and we're just letting them shoot it and hoping they miss it feels like instead of you know actively stopping their offensive game plan yeah i i Go ahead, Dan. No, I was just going to say, like, giving up 90 points to freaking Pacific is just horrible. Well, it's jarring to me because there are, like, I feel like we do get a decent number of steals per game. Like, it's like, it feels like we either get a steal, like an Anton Watson little poke out, or like the other team gets an and one. I feel like you could just put that on repeat all fucking game long um but i i am curious i mean i just i I guess i'll don't mean to steal dance thunder here but like i personally don't know what the answer is on defense at this point um other than like play with some urgency play defense like you want to be there you don't have to be the best basketball player to be a good defender you just have to want it more than the person with the ball and i don't think we have the personnel out there other than anton watson uh and hunter salas sometimes malachi smith that play with that type. I'll, i'll throw ben Gregg in there as well the bench the bench does have that uh you know aggression or desire or hunger but you know when it comes to i think your team is just limited by by who, what he is um bolton it might fall into that category as well but like play pesky guard defense you can still do that you can still you can still be an annoying patrick beverly out there in someone's face even though you're outsized same goes for hickman um strother has absolutely no fucking excuse he is like an extremely long player, incredibly athletic, and for all intents and purposes, like appears to be extremely lackluster on defense. Um, so I, I, for me, it's just like, <laughs> like, do you want to be out there? Um, and if that's the case, like, I don't know the solution. How do you, who on this team is going to get them hyped up and motivated 
to want to play defense. I'd like to say Drew Timmy or Anton Watson as our veteran, you know, older guys. Um, but we just haven't seen it up to this point. And it's, you know, I'll, I'll say it. Panic button is pushed for me because the season is progressing and we're not really seeing a change. Um, do I, I don't just see us magically turning it on in the WCC tournament or the NCAA tournament. I think we got to see it now. You got to go now. Shit's kind of hitting the fan. You lost the home streak. Let's go. Turn up the dial. Great. All great things there. Um, I mean, I think if, if we knew the answer to the defensive question, then we would need to be thinking about what we're doing with our professional careers and go coach basketball or something. But um, I mean, really like similar to the, uh, you know, LMU game, I feel like just Drew Timmy is such a liability when he gets switched on to guards and they're getting him in ball screens and um, it's just, it's just not good to watch. But then also I just thought, our, I, th I thought we looked slow against Pacific. I thought that we were just getting beat way too easily not a lot of resistance. Um, I feel like Hunter Salas's minutes have gone down a lot. Um, I think he's he's kind of been, been picking up like cheap fouls. I feel like when he comes on early on in games and hasn't really had a great opportunity to get in a rhythm. Um, but, you know, where is that Hunter Salas that was there flying around the court, taking charges against Northern Illinois, um, you know, making big time, big time winning plays, you know, making big shots against BYU, like, I don't, I don't get why maybe he's not on the court a little bit more. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I don't know if you're still figuring out his rotation, which that's kind of alarming at this point of the year, if we don't have a rotation and really know what we're doing and it's almost February. Um, but there's, there, there's a lot that uh, needs to change. Maybe, maybe, maybe a week off can give us what we need to reset and a nice trip to Portland where we're coming off of a 40-point victory against these same pilots. Um, I don't know, 10 days ago, I, I, I'm i not good at counting backwards like that, but, you know, not too long ago. Probably it, it'll be like two weeks to the day when we play Portland again. Beaten by 40 in the kennel. Um, would love to just see a pissed-off team go down to Portland, blow the doors off them. The pilots are 11 and 11. They recently beat USF, I think, right before they played us. Is that right? Um, yes, they, yeah, they beat, yeah, it was a close one. I think they beat USF by like five, but it was one of those games that was, came down to the last minute. Okay, so we beat it by 40 in the kennel. Um, I will not be really happy with anything less than a 20-point win at Portland with the, the, like, momentum that we need to find get our swagger back a little bit go punch somebody in the mouth show them that the wcc still runs through spokane and stop letting these teams think that they have a chance against us have we had a technical foul this year called against our team mm, Mark, no. I, think, I, think, I feel like fuse had one yeah I maybe in the portland tournament yeah i just watched i just watched the uh that Olympic USA doc documentary, the dream team, where I think it was Kobe went out there and just laid out Pau Gasol, like the first play of the game to set the tone. I'm not saying I think we should do that against, against Portland. 
but maybe you know Watson goes out there and lays. Wouldn't Epton Reed at the like... beginning have him do that? Sub him out immediately. <laughs> the flashlight, baby. Do it to that little Argentinian um, point guard they have. You know oh, the yeah. freshman who's like he's got a technical. So, have, did, have you guys seen that highlight of his technical? It was hilarious. It was like his first bucket as a collegiate player. He shoots a three like right by the opposing team's bench, and he just turns and just talks shit to them. It's like <laughs> the beginning of the game. It's hilarious. He's like 5'10", too. I kind of like him. So uh, one thing about this game, according to Pen, according to Ken Palm, I don't know who Pen Palm is, um, but we were only favored by 12. That's horrible. Portland sucks. Like we we've got to go in there and just make a statement, let everyone know we're back, and that's fully what I anticipate happening. Is this a Dan Dan Lock of the Year? Twelve? No, we should be Portland by twelve. Twelve? Oh yeah, if the spread's twelve, absolutely Lock of the Year. I think we win by twenty, but I'm not going to test my luck again because I was just way too good at it last time so i don't want to do it again you said we should have doubled what we put down i know but that was in that moment for that game right there i don't have the same (laughs) level of conviction for this one but i still am gonna gonna hope for the best there anybody have anything really on this game that's worth talking about i feel like we've really talked about what we need to in this segment boys are we feeling like we can still Make a run in the tourney. What like are we? Are we okay? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a statistic out there that like the past like 15 champions or 10 have been top 20 both defense and offensive efficiency. There's no way we're cracking the top 20. <laughs> so I think the biggest thing for this team is we need to see improved defense, or else I don't know if we get out of the first weekend. If I'm being perfectly honest. We're going to be that matchup that no one wants to play because we can beat anybody, like, offensively. We're like Iowa from the last year, where it was like – or two years ago, whenever they had Garza. Where yeah, it's like, they, got, they got dicked by Oregon in the second round, Jake. <laughs> exactly. No, that's what – I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying it's like when we're on, we can beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa, right? But if our offense is not clicking – you're scoring regardless because we can't play defense. Yeah, I like to think, you know, I've not lost faith in the season as a whole. Um, am I losing faith? Uh, yeah, I'd say I'm not I'm not enthusiastic about how uh, conference play has gone. I think this is like, I, I'll throw it out there. I think the LMU loss is probably the worst loss, like in the Mark Few era, potentially. Like, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head a worse loss. Um, But like that being said, we have the pieces. The pieces are there when they come together, all Alabama, like just the, the most perfect game. And we took it to, you know, a one seed that, that Alabama will be a one seed in the tournament, I think. And we beat them at home. So can we, you know, beat them again? I, I think absolutely. Um, if we run into a seven footer, I think we're fucked. Like we just can't compete with seven footers. And we've proven that all year, all year. Um, 
So that that's like, I, I don't think that's going to change anytime uh, soon unless we come with like a new scheme. But if, like Cooper said, if, if, if the energy doesn't pick up, if there's not a sense of urgency moving forward, yeah, we're out first round. Uh, um, but yeah, we have the potential. I don't think I've given up on the season yet. I'm, I'm, I'm getting nervous though. I did. I did say. I did text you guys this, and I'll be open about it. Uh, the missus and I did schedule a little uh, Europe trip for the first two weeks of April. And if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I am pretty sure I'm not going to miss anything when I'm over there. So, not worried about having to find a bar or stay up until two a.m. to watch uh, any Gonzaga basketball. Similar um, situation with. With my future misses, we have a bet that if uh, the Zags were to win the, the national title this year, that she would have to walk down the aisle to one shining moment. So <laughs> I don't think she'll be doing that. Oh, oh man. Uh, that we're would be just setting so this up great. for Gonzaga to actually win the whole fucking thing now. <laughs> and if this is the year, it would be absolutely phenomenal. Maybe that's what was... we... Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I don't know if I, I'm trying to remember if it's her walking down the aisle or if it's our entrance. It I think it has to be her walking down the aisle. It's got to be that. Boy, that it. I mean, it's emotional. I guess so. You got to do at least a remix of it. You know, like the like acoustic version. You know, <laughs> or you know, like the Bridgerton version. You know, what I mean, where they take it with like some soft violins. You know, meet her halfway. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The boys could we could learn quartet. Like I can do cello, Zane can do violin, coop, um, I don't know, piccolo. Banjo. Coop can do the banjo. <laughs> Zambi's vocals. Oh, that's literally what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of an angel. Also, everything we've said so far in this podcast, I just got off the phone with birthday boy William Lynn. And he said the exact same thing <laughs> about the Pacific Gate and about LMU. Timmy comments, and he also said to say hello. So, there we go. Hello, Squilliam. Happy birthday. Nice. I didn't even know it was his birthday. Nice. Should we give our Portland predictions real quickly and, and move on? <laughs> Looking at the clock here. Yeah. 92-78 Zags. Oh, that'd be kind of disappointing. Uh, yeah, that could sum up this season. <laughs> I feel like Jake's been quiet because he's trying his best and it hurts him to actually say anything negative about Gonzaga basketball. <laughs> um, That's why I'm going to go 84-65. We don't cover the spread. Or we do. No, that, that would... Wait, I don't know what the spread is. I'm going to yeah. go 16 and a half Zags. Not a 20-point win, though. Give me 87-64 Zags. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Zimmy. I'm going to say 84 to 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, 110, 85. 110. I mean, we beat them 115, 75. That's true. Just a couple days ago. Uh, our offense won't be slowed down by these guys. They, they don't have a seven-footer. Uh, that is basically my analysis for every single preview. Does the other team have any seven footers? I'm gonna be on they seven footer the... watch for the rest of the season. Call me. We're calling it the Bigfoot watch from here on out, boys. 
Well, there you have it. Okay. Well, I'll transition from Zag basketball to uh, it looks like another sad segment for Cooper. It's the NFL playoffs. Um, Cooper, Cowboys lost 19 to 12 in a, the only close game of the weekend. So you should be proud about that. Um, can you tell us how you're feeling, how you saw the game going and uh, the future? Uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of a tale as old, old as time. Same book, different chapter. Uh, Cowboys lose in the divisional round. Um, I will say I felt like this loss is largely uh, pinned on no other than Dak Prescott. Like the only thing more mid than Dak Prescott is Zane's pizza making skills. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That Dude, we can't. I we have a lot of fun on the. I pod said what I said. That's I my business partner. I have, I have the mic. I have the mic. It's completely unsupported by the facts as well. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you can't throw. You can't get beat up by fucking Brock Purdy. I mean, Brock Purdy didn't didn't play great by any means, but he made plays and he didn't make mistakes. Dak threw two fucking bad picks. Like you can't do that. I'm sorry. I just don't have a tolerance for that. Um, every, the defense played well. Our playmakers made plays. CD played well. I mean, losing Tony Pollard did, you know, that that really sucked. Um, but, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. You know, we kind of – I thought this was the matchup that we all wanted and couldn't get it done. So, as a Cowboys fan, I'm like, I give me give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me someone better than Dak Prescott because he's – I don't think he's, he's a – Oh, don't you don't want Aaron Rodgers? No, oh, I want Aaron Rodgers. He don't can put that. That's <laughs> selling. I want it, Dad. I want it now. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean Brock Purdy's basically like a late 1990s hatchback. He gets the boys from A to B. You know, it's not flashy, but everyone has a great time, and they come out with a great win. Um, Dak, yeah, I think he got it. How how long is Dak under contract for? Coop, nine years. Uh, I think it's like a five-year <laughs> deal. So it's it wasn't too long ago that Cooper and Kyle Hoon were, you know, yelling at the stars to pay Dak too. Hey, hey, is... I don't, was I don't right think I ever. Luca. I don't think I ever was like, oh, let's pay Dak a ludicrous <laughs> amount of money. I mean, is he a good quarterback? Sure. I mean, he's. I, I'd say he's definitely, you know, fringe top ten, definitely top fifteen, but. Ooh, I don't know. That's well, that's high. You, you dropped from like top twenty five percent to top fifty percent. <laughs> I think he's for sure in the top fifteen to ten range. You could probably make an argument for top ten. Would but, you rather have him or Justin Fields? I had asked this before. I'd rather have Dak Prescott. Right now, I feel like I'd rather have Fields because I feel like you know you what you have with Dak Prescott. At least there's still the possibility that Fields could improve. Also, he can just run at least. Ceiling is way higher for Justin Fields and Dak Prescott. Um, oh, yeah, I'm still going Dak there, but um, yeah. Could, do you feel soft for threatening to go on airplane mode during the game at halftime no. when it was fuck, only fuck Jake for throwing out these like settled jabs like oh Tony Pollard got hurt I, oh Brad I was I was being honestly concerned for Tony Pollard. I, I was fully convinced that Izzy had Jake's phone <laughs> during the whole game it's like what the fuck fuck you guys <laughs> I was watching 
I was watching it on my phone at the Warriors game. I'm like, that, that, like, they, they put, like, a towel over his foot. I'm like, that sucks. Like, Pollard's a great player. It looks like his ankle got broken. Cooper's just like, shut the fuck up, Jake. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Jake. You shut the fuck up. I also, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I black out during Cowboys games. and It's fair. It's fair. So, yeah, you know, it is it is what it is at this point. Um, Kind of come to expect it. And, but yeah. I don't know, Cooper. Would you rather have Cooper Rush at quarterback? You guys share the same name. Love Cooper Rush. I don't think he's uh he's really cut out for that moment. Although, I mean, look at Brock Purdy. So true. Uh so we'll move on. Um, so the Bills got just completely blown out by the Bengals. What was the final score? Was it 27-10? Something like that. Doesn't matter. It was a cover. Oh, yeah. Zane and I <laughs> cashed in. Money, money, money. money Actually, line. it was a money line. It was a money yeah, line. It was plus two ten. Um, what? not that that's what we only care about. Um, is this kind of turning into like the Bills, like a lease? You know, they had the four falls of Buffalo where they made the Super Bowl four years in a row, super talented, but can never get over the hump. Is this a less impressive version of that, or am I overreacting? I mean, it's I not it the is. Super Bowl, not the Super Bowl, so. It, it's it's similar in the sense that they're continuously like thought to be a top two team and they keep on kind of blowing it. But I do think they run into like legitimately, you know, good teams as well. I think that that it's just stacked on that side of the league right now. Um, I think personally, like despite the fact that I bet the Bills or bet the Bengals to win this game, I do think it's just like. It was that was such like a heartbreaking loss to watch for the Bills and their fans. It just felt like, given what's transpired over the past couple of weeks, there was a feeling like the Bills could make something special happen here. And that game was not competitive uh, at all. And so it, it was kind of a sad way to see like what could have been a storybook season end. Um, but it is what it is. I think the Bengals are are freaking legit. I mean, really like watching them play. Um, I'll save I'll save my picks for later, but suffice it to say, I have the uh, Bengals making some noise. Wow. Okay, yeah. I love it. I think uh, the NFL kind of helped out Cincinnati here by basically selling uh, the neutral site tickets before the game was even played. Because, like, there's the Joe Mixon. He gets fined for flipping a coin. And then uh, I'm sure you guys have all seen the Eli Apple comments. Uh, I mean, the Bills, they just got blown out. I mean, I want them to be a team of destiny. But I think the Bengals just had more fight in them. And I don't know. Joey B is always cool. True. I think he is one of the most clutch quarterbacks. Like, he steps up in big times. Maybe, maybe not compared to Mahomes, but anyone else on the Bills, or should I move on to that Chiefs game? Dan kept going off mute. I feel like I interrupted him in the beginning. I didn't have that much to say. I, I just think, like you were saying, Zane, about the um, everything, you know, stars are lining for Buffalo, DeMar Hamlin's in the building. You know, they've gone through the stuff together. They're coming out a better team. It's snowing in Buffalo. Like, literally everything about that game 
was advantage Buffalo until the opening kickoff. And then you see what Cincinnati was doing and Cincinnati is a machine. Um, and that was about as impressive of a road playoff victory as I can remember. I mean, th- they didn't leave any doubt. They, they should have won by more. I still don't know how Jamar Chase's touchdown on the back of the end zone was ruled incomplete. That looked like a touchdown to me. Um, very, very small detail that I'm getting into for zero reason whatsoever. Um, but uh, yeah, Bengals. I think we should hash it out. I think we should take a vote on the show. I'm just That's kidding. also I'm a good just kidding. name for this podcast. <laughs> small details we shouldn't spend this much time on. <laughs> but uh, I thought you yeah. were going to say hash it out. Oh, <laughs> Bengals are real deal. <laughs> that is all. Uh, love it. Uh, we'll jump down now to uh, the Chiefs. They, uh, I said they limped to a win. I'd say the biggest story was uh, Patrick Mahomes with a high left ankle sprain uh, early in the game, came back, still beat the Jags. What I think it was only a a nine-point win, maybe seven-point. The Jags did just enough to cover the spread. Shout-out Jaguars. Um, But, yeah, boys, are we we worried about the Chiefs going forward or – um, how should the Jags be feeling about this? I don't have too much to say on this game. Um, uh, yeah, as our uh, quote-unquote uh, Jags spokesperson, you know, it's tough to see them take the L. I was really riding the uh, the possibility that they may uh, my early season prediction might come to fruition and they make the AFC Championship. But um, yeah, Chiefs did their thing. Um, Mahomes is pretty much playing on one leg in the second half um but yeah great season for the jags uh i think t law's legit coop i'm glad you mentioned that did we talk shit to dan about his vikings chargers prediction did i miss that (laughs) because um no playoff wins and in any of his super bowl predictions that's uh can we we make dan well i think dan owes us a hot one sean for his uh failed uh interview (laughs) oh yeah he that is a great point cooper bachelor <laughs> a bachelor party hot ones challenge Ooh. Ooh. yikes that sounds that sounds painful um but yeah i i'm sorry i wasn't wasn't on the uh on the program last week to talk about the vikings and chargers that was not a coincidence i promise that was uh or no that was a coincidence <laughs> that, that would be what i wanted to say there um but yeah that uh that really really blew up in my face so Thanks for bringing it up, Jake. Um, and Jake, I don't know if anyone ever gave you shit for being last in our fantasy team in our fantasy league. So hey, I'm gonna have to wear a dress golfing sometime. So that's uh, I I just got to figure out the time and place, I guess. Oh, we're throwing don't a lot the... of stones on the podcast tonight. You know, we're going after Dan. We're going after Jake for last place. Cooper for the Cowboys. Me for apparently pizza making. We got to come up with something for Zamblin here pretty soon. You know, I'm perfect. It's but, hard uh, to, to throw stones at someone with a CGI mustache on. Uh, <laughs> it just bounces off. Zane, on the on the yeah. subject of pizza real quick, you know, given, oh, that, given that the Zags, Cowboys, all of our teams took an L, would you consider the pizza – would you put that in the win or the loss column? The pizza making? Yeah. It was a major win. How how what is the argument that that would even be an L? Wait, Cooper, have you made a pizza? 
No, I do not have All you do is do fucking slow cooker tikka masala. This is the hardly cooking. <laughs> the, slow, the slow cooker chicken masala. Baby. <laughs> the staple. Okay. I I'm think gonna... I, I had, look, we fumbled the pizza in the first half coming off of the slider, but was able, I was able to, you know, lineman fell on that ball and the next play was a touchdown for 75 yards. So, you know, no mistakes there. Um, you know, my teammate over here, my wife made a much better pizza than me. Sometimes I rely on her to carry, to carry the load for the, for the marriage. And, uh, and we were successful in that this weekend. So I don't know what you're talking about coming at me for the pizza making. Okay. I'm going to reel this back. Zamba, you had your hand raised. Um, is this Jags related or? <laughs> it is. It is. Scuba diving. So basically just what I wanted to say was um, I've been a Trevor Lawrence hater since he came into the league. Still kind of think he's going to be a bust, but I would, I want to commend him. Shook every player's hand going back in the tunnel after the loss. I mean, they put up a good, really good fight. <clears throat> Second point, I wanted more Henny action. Didn't he have I a 98-yard touchdown drive? He did, but yeah. I wanted more. And my third point here, so with Mahomes, like, fucked up high angle sprain, Tony Romo's like, yeah, you know, like, he feels fine today, but the next couple days, he's going to be on crutches. And historically speaking... Uh, Tony Romo is pretty good about analyzing injuries and basically just the whole broadcast in general. I mean, I love listening to Tony. Hate him as a player, love him as a broadcaster. So I think it's going to be pretty difficult for uh, Patty to be at, I'd say, even 85% come this game. But still hate seeing Jackson Mahomes, still hate seeing Brittany Mahomes. I wish all hatred upon them. Jesus. Player haters ball. They didn't even do anything today, right? Or that game. See, that's the thing. Oh, oh, they didn't do anything. Okay, good. But they have the history. Okay. Fuck those people. <laughs> okay. I'll jump. I'll quickly touch on uh the Eagles Giants game, which was an absolute shit pumping. Uh reminded me of the myth of Prometheus, where he just has his liver torn out each day by an eagle. The Giants were Prometheus in this scenario. Oh, Brutal loss to a divisional rival right when they had big momentum by beating Dan's Super Bowl favorite Vikings in the playoffs. Um, are the Eagles for real? Or are people believing this is another Super Bowl year for them? I think Jalen Hurts coming back and being what looks like pretty healthy um, is, is – uh, a scary sight for other teams that are left. Um, but I mean, I, I thought the giants were going to actually play them tough, but the Eagles just kind of really, really stomped on them and showed everyone who the number one seed in the NFC is. And um, they did what really good teams should do. Um, so we got to get into our predictions shortly and I'll, I'll leave it at that, but uh, very impressed just with Jalen hurts coming back and that team looking like they are uh, ready to do some damage. Yeah, Dan, I believe you and I both said we love like capital L O V E the Giants plus eight and a half. And uh I'll 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 read out my receipt. That was a stupid, stupid call by me. So yeah, I don't know what I was thinking on that one. Hey, um, you didn't put point. any money on it, so don't don't worry. You lost nothing. Nope. nope. At that point, had been in Leavenworth, um, been to a couple of different different locations, maybe had a Stein. 
maybe had some other things and uh, I don't know if my decision making was 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 prime so hey Dan doing hard drugs in Leavenworth love it um uh, anyone else want to talk about this game or should I jump into our conference finals predictions was Dan doing magic mushrooms no I was drinking various beers uh, I don't know why I don't know why I said that in, in a weird way <laughs> but I, I was just saying I had steins then I just had pints and then 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 we split a bottle of wine so you know it catches up with you at Leavenworth okay I'll dive into conference finals predictions Zane I have your name typed first who is your NFC and who is your AFC and just give me one reason why for each prediction Okay, I will go. I'll go NFC first. Um, Niners. I think the Niners, uh, healthy, consistent, Brock Purdy, like doesn't just doesn't make mistakes, doesn't try to do too much, know your role. Boom. Niners. Um, I just don't trust the Eagles. Uh, Bengals, Chiefs. What a game. Um, I think. So I'm going to go Bengals and I think, uh, and I think Joe Burrow wins this game and takes the new crown for best quarterback in the NFL, current best quarterback in the NFL. If he beats Patrick Mahomes. Do we put an asterisk on that? If Mahomes is hurt. Uh, I think he's already like in the argument. I think, I think it's Mahomes first and Joe second right now. Um, yeah, I mean, there has to be some consideration for that, but I mean, He'd being enter- healthy is, is part of the game, right? Like you could be healthy. That I know it's not Mahomes' decision, but I think I think I think he wins this game, goes to back back to back Super Bowls, best quarterback right now. Fair enough. Besides Burrow Brock is, Purdy, of course. Burrow is three and over Mahomes already. So yeah, that's that's a healthy Mahomes, and that's including AFC Championship last year. Going in there, coming back and beating them in overtime. All right. Moving on to Cooper, NFC, AFC. Give us your reasoning. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Eagles here. I just think the the moment's a little too big for uh, Mr. Purdy. Um, And, yeah, the Eagles are just the juggernaut right now. I think, yeah, I mean, if they can take their playmakers out of the, the equation, force – Purdy to be the playmaker. It's it could be similar to last week. Um, AFC. I think this is really hinging on how healthy Mahomes is, but I just I have a hard time seeing. I think what is it three times in a row that the Bengals have won. I just yeah. I think that's just that's that'd be remarkable if they did that. And I just don't see that happening if Mahomes is remotely healthy. So I'm going to lean Chiefs here, but obviously if Mahomes stopped, then that changes. Remotely healthy. What does that mean, Cooper? You've used that term a couple of times now with us. Oh, that was just a random word. If he's healthy, I guess. <laughs> he's remotely then. <laughs> probably not. If he's playing on <laughs> one leg again, then probably not. Uh, uh, probably Bengals. But if he's if he's over 75%. Love it. Okay, Dan. NFC, AFC. All right, NFC. Got to apologize to my father. Got to apologize to my grandmother. Big Niner fans. It's not going to be the Niners' day on Sunday. I think um, Brock Purdy. It's been a great run, but he is going to have 
to make plays to win the game, I think, on Sunday in Philly, and it's just not going to happen. If you look at that Cowboys game, there were plays to be made um, against that Niners defense that Dak did not make that I see Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and those guys making. So give me the Eagles. I think it's a hell of a game, though. Really, really close, kind of low scoring. Um, AFC side, I, if if uh, Mahomes was healthy, I'd have a very hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes at home. Truth of the matter is, he is not healthy. Joe Burrow is the hottest quarterback in the league. He and Jamar Chase are channeling some 2019-2020 LSU. Give me the Bengals going back to the Super Bowl. I'm loving this. So far, we have not had any repeats on, on our matchups. So. Bengals? Bengals? Uh, <laughs> all right, that takes us down to Mr. Zamblin with his little chef's hat. What are you cooking up for us for your NFC AFC champions? Well, Jake, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but we're going to have a repeat here. We're going to do Eagles and Bengals. Reason behind it, I think Purdy is just good enough to get it done, but I don't know if it's good enough. I spelled Eagles wrong. It's spelled correctly. I just don't know why. (laughs) Apparently, it doesn't believe in multiple (laughs) Eagles, just one Eagle. (laughs) No plural. But yeah, I think the the Eagles are just better than the Niners. Uh, Helbert. A lot of respect for the Niners. And to be honest, as much as I hate to say it, I think George Kittle is super fun to watch. Like, you guys see his interview where he's like, hee hee, <laughs> I'm going to have some fun. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing with the Bengals Chiefs game is Mahomes, um, his health. And like I mentioned with Tony Romo, I, I don't see Mahomes being close to. Cooper is 75% by any means. So that is my reasoning behind these picks. Nice. I love it. Um, I'll go for NFC. I will also be taking Niners. Um, yeah, well, yours is because of domestic. It's because I'm afraid of my fiance, but no. <laughs> uh, actually, it's just I think Kyle Shanahan's the best coach in football. He has, like, the best personnel outside of his quarterback, but I think – like, I don't know how he's going to beat the Eagles, but I believe in his ability to figure it out. And their defense is best in the league. So I'm giving them the edge. Wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles win, but I think the Niners, what, they've won 10 in a row, 11 in a row or something. So why bet against them now? And then AFC, I'm going Bengals as well. I'm agreeing with, with Zane's takes here. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, I think the Bengals' defense is what will what will win the day. I They really impressed me against the Bills, uh, you know, really limited Josh Allen. I know it was a snow game, and the, bank, the Bills haven't been as good as the Chiefs, but Mahomes will probably be limited maneuverability. I think that'll give them just enough edge to get disrupt, disrupt them, and then you just give the ball to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. So I like the Niners-Bengals. And I believe that is our NFL segment and our show. One more prediction. Uh, weekend uh, weekend uh, sporting event. 
Number 22, St. Mary's at BYU, Saturday night, Provo, Utah, ESPN2. Who do we got? St. Mary's by 15, 75, 60. BYU by two evens up the standings in the WCC. Oh, don't make me root for BYU. <laughs> it's just, oh. it's just. Would you rather root for BYU or St. Mary's? I well, this uh, year I want BYU to be crapped out of the conference, join the Big Twelve, and just like boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. That's fair. I want to even up the WCC standings and have a better chance of winning the conference and be the number one. Seed going. Oh, I mean, if we just went out, we win. Yeah, but I'll take a little bit of help. Oh, Dan wants the tiebreakers and the, the state math of the formulas. <laughs> I've gone soft. All right. Uh someone else go first. I need I need just like a couple seconds. I'll go. Seventy-two sixty-eight BYU. Let's go, Coop. It's going to say 75-71 BYU. Ooh-hoo-hoo-hoo. Ugh. I think it's going to be just a shitty, shitty game. 68-69. Ironically, BYU, 69. Let's go. <laughs> nice. <I'm>, <laughs> I might have to hate watch this on Saturday night. Eight watches. Any other big uh, games this weekend? That's uh, nothing really that has implications. Uh, Portland on Zaga. <laughs> Again, nothing that has implications. Texas, Tennessee. USC plays UCLA Thursday. And Kansas, Kentucky. Does Kansas drop, what, five in a row? Four. That would be four in a row. Then that would be a record for them. Oh, Tennessee, Texas. You got four and ten playing. Uh, Xavier, UConn tomorrow, as in Wednesday. Go Musketeers. Keep on making that win look better. And now we're going to turn into your news. We're going to turn into a newspaper, just telling you everything that's happening this week in sports. Apparently, to end this. Partly cloudy for that game. So if you're driving to the stadium, (laughs) uh, make sure that your brights are on and. Okay, we okay, should well, probably side off. One last hot take. <laughs> Florida Atlantic is going to lose this week to Middle Tennessee State. And I know nothing about <laughs> either of those two teams. so There's just no basis for that prediction. Yeah. Well, it's pretty wild searching the top 25 in your phone and if Florida Atlantic pops up. and all I'll bet you $5 Florida Atlantic wins. I got to see the spread. I might take – Oh, uh, I'm not giving you the spread. You said a straight-up win. I don't know. I mean, it's, I it kind of looks like Dan what... just got a, Dan just got a haircut. Don't don't let him off that easy, Dan. Take the bet. Take it. <laughs> no, 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 no bets, no bets. Oh, oh. big year, big Dan, year ahead. It, it's not losing money to your wedding fund. It's transferring money to my wedding fund. You got to <laughs> think of it that way. Oh, okay, good. I'll yeah. explain that one. I'm not losing money, Izzy. I'm helping a friend's wedding fund. <laughs> Ooh, Iowa State, Kansas going down the wire. 76, Texas, 73. Tennessee. Texas, Tennessee on Saturday. I, I said that one. I think three people have already talked about that. So we need to stop recording and go go home. Uh, Texas, Tennessee, 10 verse 4. That's, that's our show. 
If, Thank you, everyone. If college basketball's not your thing, Last of Us, great show. Oh, yes. We should have talked about that. Damn it. Who would who would survive the longest in The Last of Us on this show right now? Easily me. Who actually oh. who would die first? I think Dan. Dan's gone. <laughs> Dan's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Dan up plus odds. <laughs> I think Paige is dead too. Yeah, he's kind of a pretty boy. I think, I think Jake's Jake was born to survive a zombie apocalypse, and maybe that's just coming from Alaska. I was going to give you the edge, Zane. Yeah, why, the yeah, why does Jake have the edge here? <laughs> uh, because You're right. His, with his knee, with his knee, <laughs> my knee has been spotted. No, no, your knee would blow up. You'd catch the fungus no. and you would die. <laughs> no, you would catch the fungus. Already have it. <laughs> I am the fungus bitch. I haven't watched this. I've heard a lot of good things. So maybe you're not gonna watch it, Dan. You're not maybe gonna just maybe it. I'll Dan, turn it on. Dan watches reruns of Zag Basketball or just probably yeah. watch that <laughs> Zag HBO series for the hundredth time. Uh, Dan's got some fun to do to catch up on the Portland game. <laughs> oh, I gotta I did watch the Mark View show before um, recording tonight. That is just horribly produced. I need to stop watching that. It's very bad TV. I can't stop watching it though. Oh. All right. Zane. All right. Um, do we have a commitment? No, no. We can't. We can't do it anymore. Do we have we a commitment for the Buffalo Wild Wings challenge? Absolutely not. No commitments here. No you not gonna go with me? <laughs> I don't know why you keep doing hot wings challenges voluntarily. Because I'm the best. I'm the best there is. <laughs> it's not a bad idea to grow in immunity to it on this show. Can't <laughs> like, just make any bad. It doesn't affect you. About once a month, I get a text from Xavier. Guess what? I, I, I never know, but he wants to do another Halloween challenge. Still have not shut up for one, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> My safe and you're undefeated. I'd be bad luck for you. I'd be bad uh, luck. The fact that Zamlin does these just voluntarily is a pretty psycho move. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's our show. Thank you all yeah, for joining. I'm stopping this recording. <laughs> Tune in.